Blog Talk Radio. from the book of Genesis, and the book of Genesis is the foundational book of the Word of God. So, having said that, you will understand why the book of Genesis has always been under attack or attacked by so-called liberal scholars, and why the first five books of the Bible have been attacked by so-called liberal scholars, and yet when conservative scholars uh, meet the challenges or the questions of, of the so-called liberal theologians, the, the conservative scholars always win because they understand that this is the word of God and not merely literature, not merely not merely ancient Near Eastern literature. This is really the word of God. And so we have the word of God available to us today. And as believing ones, it is imperative that we appreciate the witness of God, that we appreciate the fact that God has left us his word and we are responsible for his word. We, are, we must be responsible caretakers of his word, and we must never forget that life and doctrine are one. We must walk the talk. Life and doctrine are one. Genesis chapter 3 is pivotal for our understanding of what has happened to mankind and what is going on today in our world as a result of sin. Uh, individuals don't like to talk about sin uh, that much today, but sin is a reality. Sin is real. <clears throat> and uh, in Genesis chapter 3, we have the origin of sin. Sin began in rebellion against the known will of God. And so in Genesis 3, uh, chapter 1, we read, the, uh, we read about the serpent. In Hebrew, he is the Nakash, or the shining one. And uh, notice what the scripture tells us that in, in, in Genesis 3, 1, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say, you must not eat from the tree in the garden. Uh, in the garden. Now, there is a relationship between the word crafty in Genesis 3.1 and the word shame um, in Genesis 2.25. And they felt no shame. That is speaking 
of the man and his wife. The man and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. And so there is a relationship in the Hebrew between those two words. And I don't have time to go uh, into that at this time. Now, so notice the way the question is phrased by, uh, by, by the serpent. Did God really say? And so uh, she is led into uh, this intrigue. She is led by him. Uh, and so here is her attempt. He poses a question very, very crafty man, very uh, crafty statement. And so then we have her attempt to reply and correct uh, the implication or the statement uh, that the serpent has made. And her reply uh, is going to have a deadly effect upon her. Because notice where she goes. She both added to and subtracted from God's original words. It is astonishing that in 2 Corinthians uh, 11.3, Paul writes that the woman uh, was thoroughly deceived. She was completely deceived by the shining one. And or in Hebrew, the uh, Nakash. And so let me give you some background as to this word. The Nakash, it is one, it means to observe attentively. To observe attentively. It is also the word that means brass or brazen. It also means serpent. And so we have in the garden, in Gan Eden, we have the presence of the diabolic in the garden of the light. And so uh, here she takes the temptation. And it, what was the temptation? To get independent or to act independently of God's will. So both she and her husband, who was the federal head of the human race, <coughs> excuse me, the Adam himself, takes of the fruit. And notice, they took and ate. Or we have the verbs take and eat. And in this context in Genesis 3, they are, they are verbs of death. It would not be until the coming of Jesus and in Mark 14.22, uh, we have the same words, take and eat, that they would be verbs of life because of the Messiah, Jesus. Now notice, uh, the serpent has a prophecy in Genesis 3.15 that God puts upon him. And in Genesis 3.15, we read, this is what God says to the serpent, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring, notice, your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So, and you read about this again, and uh, Paul writes about this in Romans 16, 20. So the enemy knows God's plan. Uh, and that God's plan for him 
is to be cast alive into the lake of fire. And so it's interesting that when Jesus speaks about the place that has been prepared for the devil and his angels, Jesus uses the perfect tense when uh, talking about the devil's destiny, and that is the lake of fire. Now, so as we go on, we know that sin has entered into this family. Sin has entered into uh, uh, the, uh, the family of the Adam and his wife. And we know that the first son, Abel, or Breath, was his life was destroyed by his brother Cain. And uh, and John and First John tells us that uh, Abel was subjected to a ritual sacrifice. He was sacrificed like an animal. He was slaughtered literally by his brother. And so we see we see prophesied. Uh, we see the murder of one's brother enter into the human family. And we go on and we see the then Seth is born or appointed. Um, so with the birth of Seth, we have uh, the the family line through we call this the godly line. This line goes on, and in Genesis five, uh, we see uh, the the phrase "and he died, and he died, and he died." And so, but into this first cemetery, uh, that uh, this word "then he died" occurs eight times. Is born Enoch in verse 21, and we, we read that Enoch uh, lived 65 years, and he became the father of Methuselah. And after he became the father, the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked with God. In the life of Enoch, we have the reign of grace, and in the translation of Enoch, we have some we have hope. That is out of this seminary, out of this, out of this cemetery, uh, God is going to bring life. God is going to show Himself powerful, and so it is through the line of Enoch that we have Noah, through Lamech, verse twenty-eight. When Lamech lived one hundred eighty-two years, he had a son. He named him Noah. Noah's name means wrath. His name means wrath. And Jesus is our Noah. We have rest through Jesus. So it is important to see the, 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 the spiritual strength of this family. And notice Enoch walked with God. Enoch, and, and there's a Hebrew word, the word is kanach. It means to instruct or initiate or to dedicate. Uh, and so, and this is a we see that this is a reciprocal reciprocal in the Hebrew. Uh, Enoch walked with God, and God walked with him. And so, this is a very powerful relationship. So we read, he set himself to walk, and so. That is, he acted upon himself in a specific manner. He wanted to be God's man. This is Enoch. And then when we read about Noah, uh, the birth of Noah, uh, something wonderful uh, has come into the world. Someone wonderful. It is through this baby 
that God would show himself powerful in a world that had just completely become completely devoted to sin. And in fact, the Hebrew word homophilos, uh, which, which is an adjective, which refers to, which means sinner, means exactly that. One who is devoted to sin. And so here, uh, in contrast to the world during our Noah's day, we have Noah, who was devoted to Yahweh Elohim. He was devoted to doing and following the will of God. This man, we read, is or he was called a preacher of righteousness. He was a righteous man in a day of malignant unrighteousness. <clears throat> and I say malignant unrighteousness because these people live lives that were malignant and weighed down uh, by sin. Uh, the this was the they lived in spiritual sepsis, as it were. Their lives were diseased. Their lives were completely uh, corrupted by sin. And uh, God, in, in chapter 6 of Genesis, beginning in verse 3, God says, uh, we read, Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with man forever, for he is mortal. And his days will be 120 years. So God is going to end the old world. And we have the eschatological presence of Noah. Uh, eschatology is the doctrine of last things in systematic theology. And so we have the, the eschatological appearance of Noah in these last days, and he is going to bring a message of salvation, and he is going to condemn the world by following, by believing God through faith. And in our next broadcast, we will talk more about the person, the character of this very noble individual, Noah. Good morning, and God bless you. My name is Dr. Dick.